Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Sam Tizzle. Sam, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and I hope all is well. Yes, absolute pleasure to be back, boys. Uh, enjoyed the show last week. Great replacement there in Craig. Uh, fully recharged now. My batteries are fully recharged from the holiday. And I'm just ready to go, boys. Top man. And last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, how are you feeling after the weekend's football? Yeah, very good. And of course, uh, another win um, for my team Spurs. Obviously, a very dramatic one. Obviously, a 98th minute equaliser and then a, a winner in the 100th minute, obviously, against Sheffield United. So that was... That was fantastic. But uh, obviously this weekend, it's, it's the big one. It's the North London derby. It's away at Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, obviously looking forward to it. Feeling very nervous. But, um, yeah, really, really looking forward to kind of discussing it on, on, on today's show. OK, then that's all the intros out of the way. So let's get down to business. And, of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds On podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's look at Thursday night Europa League action from a British point of view. First up, Liverpool are off to Austria as they face Lask Lint. So Sam, does the away win to nil odds of 5-4 to four offer a good starting point for you? Yes, yeah, so I think I fancy this one, I must admit. Uh, I expect Virgil van Dijk to... Drop back into the team. I have a feeling he'll come back to just get him up to speed, really, for the weekend's important game against West Ham, as we all know, who have made a very good start. Uh, I'll say the uncertainty of Jurgen Klopp and his potential starting lineup this week, though, does mean I'll probably wait till the match kicks off just to see what the team selection is like before placing the bet. I expect a series of changes against uh, against uh, Las Lins. Uh, and then, obviously, West Ham at the weekend, probably going to take priority with it being this such an early stage of the competition. Uh, but yeah, I think this could be the perfect opportunity for Klopp's men to get a win here. And I can see them keeping a clean sheet as well. OK, and Jamie, squad rotation could be on show for Jürgen Klopp's men. So if you were looking for some value in the anytime goal scoring market, where would you be looking? Yeah, I mean, kind of looking along Liverpool's forward line and, and in terms of who we might expect to start, I think there's not a great deal of value in terms of the anytime goal scorers. There's, you know, players that I do kind of have my eye on. Um, so I'm going to go look at maybe a first a first goal scorer here. Um, and I'm going to go for Darwin Nunes, Hatter, 4-1. to one. Um, Obviously, as you said, um, you know, we're going to expect some rotation here. And, and Nunes, he didn't start on the weekend. But still a very good player. It's going to be a chance for him to get some minutes in his legs. Uh, obviously build up some confidence as well. I think that that's something that he clearly does need at the moment. So I think he'll get a start. And if he does, I think he's good to shout for a first time, uh, first first goal scorer in this one. Uh, four to one he is priced at. But yeah, 10, 10 to 11 to score any time. And uh, as I said, I do think he'll start. And so should be good for a goal here. OK, next up we go to the Amex as Brighton make their Europa League debut. And Sam, could a home win and both teams scoring odds of two to one against AEK Athens offer the listeners a little more value before kickoff? Yeah, I really like the look of this one. I can't lie to you, Dan. I think two to one's a great price. So if anyone knows the stats of Brighton, they know that pretty much the both teams to score kings of the Premier League at the moment. Uh, 12 of Brighton's last 13 games in all competitions have ended with both teams scoring. And obviously, as we know, Brighton have won four of the last five games as well. So 
I think for me, this is a solid looking bet. Obviously, we just have to see sort of what level of opposition Athens can pose to them. But I do fancy this one. Now, Jamie, if you're looking at this game from a half-time, full-time point of view, where's your money going? Yeah, I mean, obviously, massive night for Brighton. Obviously, this all this hype around it being their first European night. And, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to live up to that hype. I think they've obviously made this fantastic start to the season. Obviously, two big wins in the last Premier League outings, of course, against Man United, Newcastle as well. So, yeah, I think they'll come out here. You know, they'll be leading at half-time, leading it, of course, um, and then winning at full-time, uh, four to six. Uh, you also look at AK Athens, not made the best start in the league. Uh, they've got two draws and a win uh, from their first three league matches. So not not too much there to get excited about them. So I think Brighton should make fairly light work of them. So I'm going to go for them, as I said, leading at half-time and then winning at full-time at four to six. OK, and Sam, West Ham returned to the Europa League as they play the wonderfully named FK Backer to Polar. So if you're putting down a winning margin for the Hammers, would three or more goals interest you at 10 to 11? So this is another one of those where I'm probably advised to wait just to see how David Moyes approaches this game. We've touched upon the game against Liverpool, obviously. Uh, and then, yeah, I just think it's a case where wait to see what Moyes' approach is. I don't actually think he's going to take this competition very seriously, um, especially after last season's European success, of course. So see what he does with the team. But if he does something with the team, then, yeah, I can see it. I can see this being around the sort of the line there. But... I think just wait until we know what he's going to do here and you'll see if he's prioritising this match or if he's prioritising the match against Liverpool. Or he might even go strong in both. Sage advice there, Sam. We cannot overlook the Conference League either. Now, Jamie, Aston Villa head off to Poland to face Legia Warsaw. So how does the away win and over 2.5 total goals odds of 13-10 to 10 sound to you? Mm. Yeah, well, obviously, look, a couple of weeks ago, we, we spoke about this competition in Aston Villa, and I really think they've got a fantastic chance of, of, of going all the way here if they, they are to take it seriously. Um, does feel like a pretty nice start to the competition as well for them. So, um, yeah, I think Villa can start with a win. They're also a team who do have plenty of goals in them. Um, you know, they've scored three or more goals in five of their last six matches in all competitions. So, as I said, a team, lots of goals there. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right there. Do like the look of a Villa win and uh, plenty of goals here. Now, we cannot overlook the teams north of the border that are going to be playing in Europe on Thursday night. Aberdeen are one of those. They're a massive 18-1 to to win in Germany at the expense of Eintracht Frankfurt. So, Sam, would you be using your last pound or is it going to be staying in your pocket when it comes to the Dons? 18-1. to I mean, anything <laughs> can happen, can't it? Um, it's just a difficult one. If I'm looking at Aberdeen's league form, obviously, I think anyone that's been keeping an eye on them uh, this season's not going to be getting too excited. Two points taken from their five games. So it's not been the strongest start. Currently 11th in the table. Uh, as for Frankfurt, they're doing a little bit better, let's say that. Uh, four, sorry, four games played, six points, but a lot of draws. So maybe there could be something in the draw um, department there. We'll have to wait and see how that one goes. But I think maybe a draw could be um, where the money should be going, Down to be fair in this one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's something there. I think if you've got, say, a pound 50p, it's not a bad bet to make. But Aberdeen have been bad this season. After finishing third last season, it's been really disappointing. It's also been relatively disappointing for Rangers. Of course, they are the powerhouses or one of the powerhouses in Scottish football, but they're not quite clicking. There's pressure on Michael Bill. They play host to Real Betis this evening, Jamie. It's 13-8 to mm -hmm. for a home win. Is that going to be too big an ask for the Jers? 
Yeah, well, you're right in terms of that that tricky start to the season so far. I mean, for a team like Rangers, you know, they should be right up there with, with Celtic, obviously, already even after five games. They're, they're a couple of points off the top. Uh, really lost two of their first, the first five matches in the league as well. So it, they are under kind of pressure here. And um, yeah, it's going to be a tough start for them in this competition. They face a, a, a real better side who have got some good results this season. They won away at Villarreal. Um, they've also drawn with Atletico Madrid, two very good teams there. Um, has also been maybe a mixed start as well. There has been some poor results them. Um, they got absolutely smashed by Barcelona on the weekend. They lost 5-0 there. So, you know, maybe confidence a little bit low for them, but I still think that they're going to cause real, um, you know, real damage here for, for Rangers. I don't think they're going to come here and win Real Betis. And I think Rangers maybe can get something. So I'm going to go for a draw here. Obviously, especially with the, with the game being in Scotland. I, I just think that this game will end in a draw. So I'm going to go for a, um, a draw at 12 to 5. OK, that's all the European chat for this week. Now we're going to go bet building once again. And it means we're off to West London as Brentford play host to Everton. And we are hoping to construct another winner. So Sam, you're back in the saddle. I'd like an anytime goal scorer from you, please. So, it's a obvious choice, I'd probably say, for a lot of people here. It's Brentford, Brian Wemo. Four goals already this season, and he's also scored six in his last seven Premier League games. So, he's pretty hot at this moment in time. He's a solid performer, isn't he? Every game, I like... He always has chances every game. He has been pretty clinical, but even the amount of chances that he has sort of had in the last couple of games where he's not maybe scored as much, he still manages to find one, it seems to be, in the game. Uh, so I think he's a likely candidate here against a struggling Everton side. OK, then, Jamie, I'd like the over-under on the goals, please. Yeah, I think Everton are going to have a really tricky season this you know, this year, but um, I think they're always going to be kind of this, this tricky team to beat. I mean, we even saw on the weekend, you know, Arsenal only just about getting over the line in the end, um, but they did so, and uh, I think it'll be the same case here for Brentford, where it's going to be a tricky one to kind of break Everton down but I do think they eventually will do it. Obviously, you know, we mentioned there, as Sam mentioned there with Brian and Vermo, obviously a guy who's in fantastic form. So they've got enough firepower to kind of get over the line, but I think it's going to be a tight one. So I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals as my pick. OK, I'm going to look at the goals per team market and my focus is going to be on the Toffees and their rather sticky start to the season. Now, only two goals to their name at present and with the way they are playing, you do wonder where any goal is going to come from this weekend. So much so that I'm actually backing Everton and under one goal odds of 6-4, to four, the equivalent of no goals at all. Now, obviously, it only needs one goal from Sean Dyche's men to blow this bet out of the water. But at the same time, the price offers the right balance between risk and reward. OK, then, let's just recap our three picks. Sam has gone for Brian and Buemo to score at any time. Jamie's gone for under 2.5 total goals. I've gone for under one Everton goals. That means, obviously, no goals for Everton, but it also means odds of 17-2. to 2. That's £10 on the betting slip, £95 in your back pocket. If Everton don't do the business in terms of goals, we might be in the money. So I hope it gets over the line for you. I hope it gets over the line for us. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. And Sam, you have seen Brentford dealt their first defeat of the season at Newcastle last weekend. Is Everton the perfect opposition for them to bounce back? To be honest, I think Everton are the perfect opposition. Uh, in the three bets Premier League show at the start of the season, I predicted Everton to go down to the shock of Tubes and Nigel Winterburn, who didn't seem to see it at all. But I just I see something with this Everton side where, I mean, I think a lot of us have seen it now for a year, 18 months probably at least, where they just can't seem to score. They can't seem to do certain things right at the back as well. I think there's a lack of squad depth in there. I just think that they're all over the place, aren't they? Uh, I've been saying it every week on my Premier League article and on this podcast, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns here. Brentford are going to take this one. I saw enough in Brentford as well against us. 
don't get me wrong, we're not playing the best, but I think against Everton, against Everton, some of the chances they created against us, I think they're more likely to be scoring. Let's put it that way. So yeah, I think Brentford are going to take a narrow victory against uh, Everton. Now, Jamie, when it comes to Everton, they failed to score in four of their first five league matches. With this in mind, does a Brentford win to nil odds of two to one sound good to you? Yeah, well, look, I, I think we're all sounding like we're agreeing here in terms of it's going to be a low-scoring one and Brentford should come out on top, but it's also going to be one where, where Everton don't score. So, yeah, I definitely like the, the look of this one. Um, I just think as well, Everton, Everton fans, I just can't quite fathom how painful this team must be to watch at the moment. Just kind of so little ambition in terms of the way they're playing. You know, it's just a team that's purely setting up to kind of nick a 1-0, just play out for a draw. It's just very little that kind of excites them at the moment. And in terms of the goals, it just doesn't look like where that's going to come from. So, yeah, I think everything kind of points towards Brentford winning this one to nil. So, yeah, two to one. I, I do like the look at that price a lot. OK, then let's look at a manager market now, that being the first to leave their post by either sacking or going to another club. But Sean Dyche's price is shortened to two to one now. That's the shortest of the lot. So, Sam, let's say Everton were to lose. Do you think the trigger could be pulled on Goodison? So... I think you asked me this question as well. Before the season, it was obviously about the uh, the sackings and Sean Dyche did pop up because we were kind of calling that this could happen. But I did say at the beginning of the season when we spoke about this one, I do feel like Everton have kind of exhausted so many other options that I feel they have to stick it out for a little bit, or quite a bit even. I think he still has a few me- uh, weeks left before the club really starts to consider this as an option uh, if things don't start improving. I think Luton have made a really poor start to the season, to be honest. But let's be, if we're, again, if we are honest, Rob Edwards hasn't really been given much to challenge with. So it'd be harsh to see him go. But we've seen these sort of things happen with these new promoted teams who kind of panic quite early, which brings us into Paul Heckenbottom now. He's the favourite uh, at five to four with the bookies to be the next manager sacked. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that's the one to keep an eye on, to be quite honest with you. I think... Sheffield United put in some really good performances. They nearly bagged results against City and Tottenham. So, doing really good stuff. But it just makes me wonder if the board might look at it and go, do you know what? These players are clearly capable of competing in the league and staying there. Would it be an idea to possibly pull the trigger earlier rather than later? Because, uh, obviously, to accept the predicament they're in, but also find someone that is more sort of Premier League trained, if you know what I mean. So, obviously, we know the likes of Big Sam and all that are always going to be stooping around for jobs. But would they just look at it and go, we don't want to do what Leeds did last season and wait really late to bring in the manager that we actually would have wanted? Would they look at it and go, actually, do you know what? We clearly can compete and get someone in before January so they can make their own signings. Yeah, it's a very good point, actually. It's all about when you pull the trigger. It's no good pulling it in February when the window's shut, the other firefighters are now in position. you kind of got to... Look at the bigger picture, and it's as harsh as it might be on Heckingbottom, it might be the right decision for the club as a whole. But, Jamie, let's circle back to Dyche very quickly because there's all talk of new owners at Everton, and that might be the caveat that keeps Dyche at his job. Because you'd be very surprised if Everton were to rid a manager now and then a new manager, sorry, a new owner, then installs a new manager. So, for better or worse, do you, do you see Dyche in charge for at least the short term? I think so, and I think as well, using Sam's logic in terms of looking at what Everton are given Sean Dyche to kind of compete with and, and what Sean Dyche is good at, obviously, getting results and kind of keeping team, maybe trying to keep a team in the division. So he did that last season. So I think they might look at that and then look at the other candidates as well and think that, you know, maybe they just kind of got to stick it out with Sean Dyche at the moment. Um, you know, they will start, they will eventually get results the way that they do play. And I think, 
you know, maybe defensively, that's where they are slightly stronger, obviously, in terms of their squad. So, yeah, I think they will start picking up a couple of results. Um, and in the short term, I think that will mean that Sean Dyche will stay. So one one thing I do really agree with is Sam as well. Um, and I think I mentioned it on a couple of shows ago, actually, um, in terms of Paul Heckenbottom being maybe the manager to keep an eye on in terms of the next manager sacked. Sheffield United kind of struck me as that club where they might just kind of look at it and think they can be a bit more ambitious in terms of trying to find a manager who, you know, can really start to get results and, and get more out of this squad than than the current manager is. So I think that that's a great shout and, and definitely one to keep an eye on. But in terms of Sean Dyche, I think he should be safe for the, the short term. Yeah, no one's gone yet, but we are approaching October. There's another international break around the corner. I'll be very surprised on the other side of that if all 20 men in charge at the start of the season are still in charge at that point. But anyway, enough about that. It's time for our long shot acker. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. So Sam, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? Well, I took a flight out of the week uh, last week, so I'm going to stick in England now. No more flights for me. Going to go to Crystal Palace Saturday, 3pm kickoff against London rivals Fulham. So here, I think we've got two quite evenly matched teams. Uh, the league table will kind of suggest that as well, both on seven points from the opening five games. Uh, so yeah, with that in mind, obviously I'm back in the draw. Two of the last three meetings between the sides have also ended in draws. So I think there's a lot of stats that kind of would suggest it's a favourable uh, result. And I think it offers a bit of value there at five to two. Fantastic. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm also going to go for a London derby, but the, obviously the big one, the North London derby. And uh, I think this is a game where Spurs can get something from it. Um, obviously, we look at Arsenal having just played uh, PSV in midweek. Obviously, Spurs should be the fresh of the two teams. Obviously, as well, Spurs playing pretty well at the moment. And, um, you know, there should be a bit of positive momentum following that um, late win at Sheffield United. I think just the way they did it as well was, was really important. And I think that will kind of really... You know, as I said, in, just enhance that feeling at the club at the moment. Um, obviously, as well, you kind of factor in the way that Arsenal have, have been playing. Obviously, I think a lot of their supporters are saying that obviously getting results, but haven't really kind of clicked at the moment. Maybe that big win against PSV, obviously winning 4-0, might be the moment that it does kind of switch. But uh, I think there's, there's something in it here for Spurs. And uh, I don't think they're going to get the win. Obviously, we know kind of the record of the away team in the North London derby. So uh, I'm going to go for a draw here at 16-5. to OK, then I'm off to League Two as Grimsby plays to Crawley. And after backing the Red Devils to come good a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to do the same before Saturday. Before the two teams meet at Blundell Park, it's Crawley who find themselves six in the table. And considering they were tipped to go down this season, they are making the bookmakers look rather silly at present. In addition to that, Grimsby find themselves nine places worth off in 15th. And with this being a division that has a habit of going against the form book in terms of results, I'm backing the away win odds of 15 to 4. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's focus on some more Premier League headlines now. And it's the big one on Sunday. It's the first North London derby of the season. Sam, is this one as simple as backing the home win odds of 7 to 10? Or is there going to be a twist in the tail? Well... I'm going to say it, and uh, Jamie's not going to possibly like it, but he's going to, and neither are you, but, you know, I think you're both going to agree with why I'm saying it. I don't think Spurs win. Uh, it's not going to be a popular one, like I said, but you know exactly why. Arsenal have beaten in the last 12 Premier League games at the Emirates against your boys. Uh, although I'm a big fan of what Andy's doing, I'd be very surprised if he can come away three points in his North, first North London derby. Having said that, a draw wouldn't surprise me. I do think Arsenal might just sneak a win here and really... Well, I think this could be a classic, if I'm honest with you. 
but do you know what? I'm not ruling out the draw either. So, oh, do you know what? I'll go for the draw. I'll go for the draw as well. I'll go with the big odds and I'll agree with Jamie. Let's do it. Okay, you could offer some insurance in terms of double chance. So, Jamie, you could also argue that the pressure is more on Arsenal here because of that run mm. that Spurs have had at the Emirates lately. It's almost a free hit with Ange. So, are you taking the Tottenham double chance at odds of 11 to 10? Yeah, I might, might contradict myself a little bit here. And I, I just think with maybe those odds, I'm just not, that, I'm not confident enough to kind of back Spurs here to definitely get something. I think they're, as I said, I think for the reasons that I mentioned, obviously with Arsenal having played in Europe, maybe not quite going yet. Obviously Spurs looking good and a bit of momentum. There is definitely something there where Spurs could get something here. But yeah, I, I just think that maybe if anyone is going to nick it, I think it will, of course, be Arsenal. You know, Sam there mentioned, mentioned Spurs' poor record at the Emirates in, in recent times. Um, so yeah, in terms of the pressure, of course, yeah, it is on Arsenal. Um, and, uh, you know, with, with Spurs, there is... At the moment, obviously, a lot of you know goodwill from the supporters with Ange and the, what everything that he's doing as well. And I think there's that understanding that you know we are early on in the process, and um, you know it's obviously going to take a bit of time. There's going to be some bumps in the road, and 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 look, obviously, lots of Spurs teams have come here and struggled. So I don't think too many Spurs fans would be you know completely devastated if we were to go and lose here, um, or you know certainly would understand. So yeah, pressure is on Arsenal. I think they can. You know, they can deal with that pressure and they should be good enough to kind of maybe edge it. But as I said, I do think this one ends in a draw. OK, and Sam, we've seen over 3.5 goals in three of the last four derbies at the Emirates. This is priced at odds of 13 to 10 before Sunday. Is this where your money's going in the goal market? It's certainly a bet I can see happening, but I've gone for something that's also happened in three of the last four meetings between the sides. Uh, not in derbies at the Emirates, but just between the sides. So... A goal between 16 to 30 minutes is 5-2 with William Hill. Uh, I just think it's one of them games where we see a lot of early goals, first half goals especially. That seems to be a popular period having gone through the fixtures. So a goal between 16 and 30 minutes is 5-2 with William Hill. So put a tenner on that. 35 potential returns if it comes in. Lovely segment betting there, Jamie. If we stay on the topic of goals, where's your anytime insight going before Sunday? Mm, yeah, I mean, one player that's that's playing really well at the moment is Leandro Trossard. So he's going to be my pick at 21 to 10 uh, to score any time. Of course, you know, at the moment, as I said, looking really good. He scored three and five this season. Uh, he's also netted now in back-to-back -back matches. Um, of course, scored a Wednesday in the Champions League for Arsenal in that big win. Um, also scored against Everton, scoring the winner as well. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli, he looks like he's going to be a doubt for this game at the moment. Of course, he missed the game against PSV and uh, looks like he might do the same. And of course, you know, the way he is in terms of injuries, maybe they will look to start Leandro Trossard. I'm pretty confident of that. So, uh, yeah, Trossard is my pick at 21 to 10 here. Right, let's wind back to Saturday now. It's Crystal Palace by host of Fulham in the Roy Hodgson derby. Sam, you mentioned a draw in the long shot. Can I tempt you with a Fulham win at odds of 13-4? I think the value actually does lie with Fulham. Um, I think Palace at odds on is not where I'd probably be backing. I'm putting my money, but they have been good, if we're honest. They have uh, looked impressive. I just think, obviously, I'm looking for bigger odds here because where it's evenly matched, I'd be more tempted to lean on the draw. And then if I was going to take a second option... If I, had to, if I had to choose one of the sides, I'd go with Fulham simply based on their odds, yeah. OK, with that being said, Jamie, Palace are considered more of a handful at home and therefore the home win might be more appealing, got to five to six. Does it appeal to you? It does. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely more leaning towards Palace here and I, actually, I, I really like Palace. I think they've made a decent start to the season and um, 
Yeah, I even think a win to nil here is uh, is good for Palace here. Um, at nine to four, I mean, I think they've got more than enough firepower to, to see a Fulham. And I think at times have looked pretty defensively sound, of course. In particular, that game against Arsenal, obviously, they did lose one nil, but you know, made it really hard for, for Arsenal to break them down. And, uh, you know, we look at Fulham, they are a team that do look like they are missing that firepower. We mentioned last week, of course, against Luton, um, you, you know, expecting a few goals in that game. See, they just came out on top of the 1-0 win. Um, and I think Palace can keep them at bay. As I said, they've looked good this season, Palace. So uh, I'm going to go for a win to nil here for Palace at 9-4. Right, next up, we go to Kenilworth Road as Luton play host the Wolves. Sam, is this finally the week where the Hatters get off the mark? Would you take the draw or to 12-5? to Do you know what? I've got a feeling Fulham's are going to do another job on uh, Luton, to be quite honest with you. We've seen, we've seen Wolves get results against Everton in similar positions. I think they're going to be too strong for Luton, unfortunately. Uh, I've just not seen anything from Luton to suggest that they're going to be really competing at any sort of level, to be honest with you, uh, in the Premier League this season. Again, that's going to be an unpopular one with Luton support, but I mean, they, they, I mean they, they'll do well to disagree with what I'm saying, to be quite honest with you. I think Wolves here uh, are the option for me, six to five, sadly, Luton. Well, me and Luton have fallen out because Luton cost us the uh, long shot acker last week of what sixty-one to one. Jamie and Craig did the business, oh. and Luton let us all down. So I, I last week thought if there's a time for Luton to sort of get going, it would be after the international break. I saw that and I just thought I'm, I don't think I'm going to back Luton in any sense all season. I just don't see why you would on the evidence that we've seen so far. <laughs> but with that being said, Jamie, let's look at goals because over two point five and under two point five are currently at the same odds. That being ten to eleven. So if you're flipping a coin, which way does it land before Saturday? Yeah, I'm definitely going to go for under 2.5 goals here. I think this is probably a slightly um, underwhelming fixture. Obviously, two fairly lacklustre sides at the moment. Um, Luton, as we know, they've looked well off the pace at the moment. So, yeah, I, I think that they... I can see them not getting on the score sheet on the weekend. I think Wolves as well. They are a team that do, as I said, look uninspiring. I think they are going to be set for maybe a relegation battle this season. But I do think they just edge this one. Um, I know we're about to just do a correct score bet, but uh, I'm going to give another one here. Um, so I'm going to go for a one-nil win for Wolves here at uh, fifteen to two. I just think there's a game where I don't think Luton are getting on the score sheet. I don't think Wolves have a lot of firepower, but they should have enough to beat Luton here. So I'm going to go for a one-nil win at fifteen to two. Yeah, I know there's only five games being played on Saturday, but this has got last on match of the day written all over it. So if you're a Luton or a Wolves fan, you might want to watch it in the following morning. Anyway, before we move on, I want a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? So we actually talked about this one earlier, the Brentford versus Everton game. And we were kind of all in agreement said that Brentford would do it. It'd be under two and a half goals. I'm actually going to go for 2-0 Brentford at 8-1. I like it. And Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend? Yeah, another game we've, we've already mentioned, uh, but it's the North London derby. As I said, I do, I'm expecting a draw here. Um, I think we've all said as well, I think, you know, you look at the way these two teams set up, especially and the Coglu's Spurs, obviously very attacking, maybe can leave some space at the back. So I think it's going to be a really exciting game. I think it's going to be a draw, as I said. So two all in this one at 14 to one. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, let's pop up some more Premier League headlines now as we go to the Etihad. Manchester City players to Nottingham Forest on Saturday. Sam, if you're placing a handicap on the home win, how bold are you going? So, I'm going to go for Man City, minus two on the handicap. It's paying 11 to 10. 
We've actually seen Forest putting some really good showings against some of the uh, what are classed as the big boys, obviously, Manchester United and Chelsea. Some might argue at the moment. You can't really call themselves that in terms of league form. Uh, but they also put in a good showing against Arsenal as well. So you could argue that they are going to give themselves give another good count of themselves. But I just think Manchester City are going to be far too strong. I still think they're in first gear. I mean, Carl Walker's touched upon it uh, this week, saying that they're still trying to find the rhythm. And I totally agree with them. You can see in their performances that it's just not quite clicking, but it's which is scary, really, considering they've got a plus 11 goal difference after five games, winning all five of the matches. But yeah, I'm happy with this option. I don't think we're going to see a sort of 5-1 trouncing that we maybe saw against Fulham, but I can see maybe, I can see them winning by by two or three. Yeah, I'd say three. I'd say three goals, and I think that's probably whereabouts the money would be on the handicap. So, minus two handicap for me. OK, then, Jamie, if you're looking at the first goal scorer market, what player takes your fancy in the blue half of Manchester? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, there are two obvious options in Erling Haaland and uh, Julian Alvarez, but I'm going to go for, for a different option here. He's a guy who I think is going to be a real kind of superstar for Manchester City. He's the new signing, Jeremy Doku. Um, he's going to be my pick at 15-8. to eight. Uh, looked really good so far this season in, in just the first couple of matches that he's played for City. Um, he's now scored in his last two appearances as well. Scoring against West Ham, scored in the Champions League against Red Star as well. Um, and of course, City, they've got a couple of injuries at the moment. Pep Guardiola saying they're in a bit of a crisis at the moment. But uh, look, still got plenty of good options, as I said. And uh, Jeremy Doku, definitely one of them. So I'm going to go for him as any time goal scorer at 15-8. to eight. That's a solid shout. Now, Saturday also sees Burnley host Manchester United at Turf Moor. The Clarets are finally off the mark. Now, Sam, I'm not going to ask you for the result, but what about both teams scoring odds of 8-13? to 13? Yeah, this is one that I definitely fancy, to be honest with you. Burnley's last three games in the league have seen both teams on the score sheet. That's come against Aston Villa, scored two against Spurs, and they also got one away at Forest as well. So I can definitely see them getting one against a leaky Man United defence, especially on the road. As we know, their away form has been their downfall for a long time. United, as we know, haven't made a strong start to the season. They've now lost their last four games in all competitions. So, for me, I can definitely see both teams scoring at 8-13. Well, Jamie, Manchester United were well beaten by Brighton last weekend. Can they bounce back with an away win at odds of 7-10? to <sighs> It's really tricky, this one. I, I think that Burnley are going to cause them some real issues. And I just think maybe the, the timing of this one, um, in terms of it being an 8 o'clock kickoff under the lights at Turf Moor, Makes it even harder for Manchester United here. Um, of course, it's a Man United team coming in with low confidence. Of course, did go and score three at the Allianz um, on, on Wednesday evening. But I, I still think this is a, a really damaged United team at the moment. They are a team that can be got at. And uh, I, I don't think Burnley have enough to go out and get the win. Um, I just I haven't seen enough from them at the moment. Um, and of course, defensively, some real question marks there. So I do like the look of maybe a draw um, in this one. Um, I just think at the moment, United, the way that everything is going in terms of all the off-field issues, everything that's going on the pitch as well, in terms of a lo low confidence, the way they're playing, I think but I think Burnley can get something here. So I'm going to go for a draw here in this one. Yeah, I did actually consider Burnley in the Longshot Acker, but with your reasoning, Jamie, I think that's the reason why I didn't go for it. But I wouldn't be surprised with a draw. United are probably... The team in crisis in the Premier League at the moment. No team wants that mantle, but I think United are that team at present. I uh, just feel that Burnley have got no points at home yet. They need to sort of play better at home. They've had tough opposition, but it's not a nasty place to go to anymore, Turf Moor. And they kind of need to get that spirit back. So 
yeah, I think a point, it wouldn't be a massive surprise at the same time. I think a win would be too much for Burnley, but yeah, I'd be back in the draw on that one. Anyway, let's switch round Sunday. First up, we go to Bramall Lane. Now, Sam, Sheffield United have played some decent football at home. Is it going to be enough to stop a Magpies win or to 4-9? to nine? Well, we all know where I'm going with this one, <laughs> don't we, boys? Uh, I'm going to back, I'm gonna have to back my lads. Uh, come on the tune. But yeah, I mean, let's be honest, we've struggled ourselves this season in terms of performances. Obviously, we got the result that we wanted against Brentford, but it wasn't the best watch. AC Milan, I, I still don't know how we came away with the point. But at the same time, I am very happy with the defensive side of things uh, in that game. I just wish we were more ambitious. And I think that's been a lot of the theme as well for us this season. We're kind of, the midfield's not clicking at the moment. The, um, the Tonali, Gamara's experiment's not quite working. I think Longstaff's coming in's done all right, but... We need to sort of look at how we can get Sonali and Gamares playing better together and just making it work. I think there's a lot of similarities in the way that they do play. But the main thing is I just want to see us being a bit more attacking in our play, a bit braver. We know, we should, I mean, if we're going off last season, we know we've got the team to sort of blow, blow other teams away. And we did that in the first game of the season. I don't know quite where it went wrong after that, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely backing us here at four to nine. Okay, and Jamie, there probably needs to be a bit more value to get the pulses racing. So, what about Newcastle winning in both halves, odds of twelve to five? Yeah, look, I, I think that this one, um, I think Newcastle will come up on top, but I think it's going to be a tough game for them. Um, obviously, just been away to Milan as well, so there might be kind of a bit of fatigue in the legs still. Um, and as we said, you know, they do face a Sheffield United team that. Although they've not been getting results, they have been producing some good performances. Um, obviously, very unfortunate to have lost to Spurs last weekend, um, you know, as well. Same case against Manchester City. Um, obviously, they look like they might get something from that game. Didn't quite happen in the end. So, I think it might be the same case here where they face a Newcastle team that should have too much for them. And, and maybe they will give them a good game. Um, but I think they will end up losing this one. So I'm going to go for a Newcastle win, but I'm going to go for the, the half-time, full-time market here instead. Uh, so I'm going to go for a draw um, at half-time. Um, I think they're going to make it tricky up until half-time. Then it'll be kind of Newcastle winning it late on. So, uh, yeah, as I said, half-time draw, full-time Newcastle win at 10-3. to Top shout. Right, Sunday also sees Chelsea play host to Aston Villa. So Sam, when you look at the hosts and the fact that they are 5-6 to six to win... Is this something that you're comfortable backing or is there still an air of caution attached to the Blues? Do you know what? We've said about Luton Wolves being one of them games where it could be an awful game. I've got a feeling this one could be. Chelsea are just such a strange team to watch at times. They'll be... I mean, this, when I looked at them last week, they started really well. First 15, 20 minutes, I'm thinking, OK, there could be a few goals in this one against Bournemouth. And then it just fizzles out. I don't know what happens to them. Like, I don't know. if It's, it's like the Duracell bunny, but... If you get a cheap battery or something from Aldi <laughs> instead, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like I just don't understand what's going on with Chelsea at the moment. They are, the money that they've spent, the performances they're putting in. But at the same time, we're talking about an Aston Villa side as well that looked completely different to the team that we did see last season. But they have started picking up a few results now. Uh, obviously, they've beaten Burnley. They've beaten Palace last week. So maybe we might see a different side of Villa as well. I've just got a feeling this one could be a stinky one and under two and a half goals is definitely where I'd be going at odds of eight to 11. I just think Chelsea are so negative at the moment. They can't seem to score. Uh, I think Aston Villa might struggle to break them down at Stamford Bridge. I just think it could be a low scorer, to be honest. Now, Jamie, you were correcting back in the Blues drawing at Bournemouth last weekend. Could it be more of the same odds of 14 to five on Sunday? 
I think it could, to be fair. Um, I think at the moment, I just don't see Chelsea winning this one. I think confidence is so low. I mean, we, look, we labelled Man United the team in crisis at the moment, but I think Chelsea could, could be labelled with the same you know, same tag as well. So, yeah, I think, uh, especially with uh, against an Aston Villa side who have looked really good this season at times, um, I think the only issue would be, and, and maybe why I wouldn't go all the way in terms of backing an Aston Villa win, obviously they're going to be playing in Poland on Thursday, Thursday evening so that's going to maybe have again some fatigue in the legs and I don't think they're going to be able to go there and win but I think they should be good for a draw here so uh, yeah as you said 11-4 to definitely a good shout for, for the draw here um, just don't think Chelsea are going to be have enough to win this one so uh, yeah draw here at 11-4 to Right there's also a South Coast derby on Sunday as Brighton players to Bournemouth Sam what is the value bet in this one? So, I said it earlier, 12 of Brighton's last 13 games, I've seen both teams getting on the score sheet. Brighton, as we know, have won four of the five games this season. So, with that in mind, I'm going to be going for Brighton to win and both teams to score at 11-8. to eight. Solid shout, Jamie. Liverpool and West Ham face each other on Sunday after European exploits. What is the value bet at Anfield? Yeah, I mean, really interesting game this one because West Ham, I think, are definitely a team not to kind of be underestimated at the moment. They've been a really good start to the season. Um, but again, I just think it'd be a case where Liverpool, especially at home, should have too much to win this one. So I'm going to go for both teams scoring and a Liverpool win at 6-4. to four. Um, Yeah, I think both teams, obviously, we know they've got a lot of firepower in the team. I mentioned at the start of the show, lots of really good attacking options for uh, for Liverpool. West Ham the same as well. So, uh, yeah, and then you look at kind of the, the goals they've been conceding as well. Uh, West Ham, they're yet to keep a clean sheet this season. Liverpool, they're conceding in four of their first five matches. So, uh, yeah, both teams scoring and a Liverpool win at 6-4 to four is my pick. OK, it's time for our final bit of business. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each. We combine it into an acre. We try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens. And let's see if we can get another winner over the line. So, Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? So, heading down to the Championship, I'm going to be back at a home win for Ipswich against Blackburn. As we all know, Ipswich are absolutely flying under manager Kieran McKenna. I think he's, well, I was reading a few bits on him this week with the fans, and they're saying he's basically been the best thing that's happened to the club in 15 years, the best signing they've ever had. So, he's doing wonders for the club there, and I think they're actually worried about losing him as a manager if Ipswich don't get promoted this season I think there could be a few clubs that would be keeping an eye on him but as we see six wins from the opening seven games which leaves them in a very strong position in the league so far still early days but if they can keep this sort of form up they're definitely going to be there or thereabouts aren't they uh, as for Blackburn they've not actually done too bad themselves uh, currently sitting mid-table at the moment 10 points from seven games in 12 position but I think at home Ipswich are going to be too strong based on what I've seen so far and Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go for Brentford to beat Everton at three to four. And we've been, you know, very much said how we, we think Brentford are going to come out on top. And uh, yeah, Everton made a really poor start to the season. Four, uh, four defeats in their first uh, couple of matches. So yeah, I think it'll be another one here. Brentford, they made a mixed start to the season, but uh, should have too much here for the Toffees, especially at home. So yeah, Brentford to beat Everton at three to four. Okay, I'm off across the English Channel. I'm off to League uh, as PSG plays to Marseille in the headline clash of the weekend and the visitors are in a state of flux right now as Marcelino was only in the managerial hot seat for three months but he's only recently decided to walk away from the post. Something that will play into PSG's hands and although they lost their last league outing they did get the better of Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League and I think this gives the defending champions the platform to earn maximum points on Sunday at odds of 7-10. to 10. 
Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Sam, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Absolutely loved it as always, boys. Great to be back. Hopefully a few winners for us as well here. Uh, I've got a feeling we're going to land something. I've just got a feeling we're going to land something decent, you know. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Top man. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yeah, thanks, Ben. And, yeah, looking forward to the weekend, especially that North London derby. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, of course, we, we know how, you know, both teams are playing at the moment. The way both teams set up, I think this is going to be just a really exciting North London derby. So, hoping for plenty of goals in that one. Obviously, lots of other good matches as well. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to the weekend. Cheers, mate. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you.